Support for this IPR podcast comes from Iowa Community Foundations, an initiative of the Iowa Council of Foundations, connecting donors to causes they care about. Details on the Endow Iowa Tax Credit Program at communityfoundations.org. Today is Thursday. It's the 2nd of June. This is Here First from IPR News. I'm Clay Masters. The Board of Regents yesterday approved a 6% patient rate hike, which officials said could have been higher given the economy. The Cedar Rapids Gazette reports, although UIHC officials report the institution's charge levels are, quote, relatively low compared to peer academic institutions, the university also is limited on increases by payer contracts. Many patients won't experience direct impact from the higher rates, as the increases typically fall to payers like Medicare and Medicaid. But some patients, like those who pay out of pocket or get specialty care services, will feel the hit. The higher rates will go into effect on July 1st. Federal officials report 180 Iowans are hospitalized with COVID-19. That's as of yesterday. IPR's Natalie Krebs tells us this marks an increase from last week. Federal numbers indicate COVID hospitalizations have increased by 41 as compared to last week. That's the state officials report 4,400 positive COVID tests have been confirmed in the past seven days, a slight drop from the number of positive tests reported last week. The Centers for Disease Control is reporting two Iowa counties, Jones and Johnson, have high community levels of COVID. It's recommended people in these counties wear masks in indoor public spaces. State officials have also added 15 Iowans to the their death count, bringing the total to more than 9,600. According to federal data, more than 62% of all Iowans are fully vaccinated. Sioux City residents will be celebrating LGBTQ Pride Month downtown today in the Western Iowa City's first Pride Parade. The Siouxland Pride Alliance organized the event. Vice President Karen Mackey says the community rallied around the idea to make it happen. It's a level of acceptance that the gay community, the LGBTQ community, can actually have a parade and be accepted. This is a very conservative part of Iowa, and Sioux City is a fairly conservative community. But it's great we're going to have it. Mackey says onlookers can expect to see a wide variety of local businesses and community leaders in the parade. She says she hopes it shows LGBTQ people just how much support they really have. A federal judge yesterday sentenced an Iowa man to 30 days in jail for taking part in the attack on the U.S. Capitol on January 6, 2021. IPR's Grant Gerlock says he is the first of the Iowans arrested since that day to be sentenced. Daryl Johnson from St. Ansgar and his son Daniel from Austin, Minnesota, were both arrested after they were identified from video. They were seen climbing through a broken window to get inside the Capitol. Then later, they joined a crowd that broke through Capitol Police in order to let more rioters into the building. The Johnsons pleaded guilty earlier this year to one count each of felony civil disorder. Daryl was sentenced to 30 days in jail and Daniel four months. Both will serve one year of supervised release and Daryl will pay around $4,000 in fines. In all, eight Iowans were charged with federal crimes from the Capitol break-in. And John Deere confirms they will be moving cab production from the tractor and cab assembly operations facility in Waterloo to a plant in Mexico. TV station KWWL reports a Deere spokesperson says the decision to move cab production ensures the company can balance workforce needs within the tight labor market. They say it also ensures Waterloo can open up floor space to manufacture new products. UAW local 
838 president Tim Frickson tells the TV station he was notified by his shop committee at the Waterloo facility yesterday morning about the decision. Frickson says he has not spoken to John Deere at this point. Deere says the move is expected to be completed in the 2024 fiscal year. This is IPR's Here First. I'm Clay Masters. This IPR podcast is supported by Cultivating Compassion, the Dr. Richard Deming Foundation, fostering causes that enrich the community, generate understanding, and cultivate compassion, including above and beyond cancer. Sioux City refugee organizations have resettled around 50 Afghan refugees into the community since their arrival in August. But an even larger group of refugees has moved to western Iowa to work for Tyson at the Dakota City plant just across the border in Nebraska. For many, that means living hours away from their caseworkers. As IPR's Kendall Crawford reports, it also means a longer wait for resources. When you walk into Mohammed Akbari's apartment in Sioux City, the first thing you see is a kitchen. As Akbari opens the white cabinets, he points to his small but growing collection of cups, spices, and silverware with pride. This is uh, sugar, this is salt, uh, this is pepper. But none of that was here three months ago when he first moved in. All he had to start his new life after fleeing Afghanistan was a couple of plastic utensils and an air mattress. Akbari was originally resettled to Lutheran Family Services in Omaha. When he asked his caseworker where he could find work, he was told about a company an hour and a half away. The only option they uh, offer me is the Tyson. I, I tell, told him that I'm going to go with that. Without even knowing it was a Tyson meat processing plant, he moved, needing to support his family back in Afghanistan. And once he did, Akbari says it became hard to contact his caseworker. When he needed a social security number, he struggled to apply for one alone. When he wanted to go to the doctor, he didn't know if he had insurance or how to make an appointment. He says his first months in Sioux City, he felt entirely alone and wasn't sure he was in the right place. Without caseworker, it's too hard. Too hard. I have this experience. Without this caseworker, it's too hard. And even really regret of came, coming here. And many times I decided to go to back to Omaha because it's so hard for me to figure all the things out by myself. He's just one of more than 150 Afghan refugees who were recruited to work at the plant. They've come from all over, Texas, New York, California, attracted by Tyson's offer to hire, relocate, and find housing for them. As easy as it sounds, all you got to do is find an apartment and move them in. It's not as easy as you say it. That's Tyson Community Liaison Lupe Torello, who says affordable housing has been a challenge. She estimates around 50 of those recruited have been temporarily living in hotels since they've arrived. But she says she's hopeful it won't be much longer. I think that we'll be, we'll be clearing out the hotels here very, very soon. The company is also partnering with Lutheran Services of Iowa to connect the new arrivals to support they need beyond housing. LSI Refugee Coordinator Katie Hagen goes into the plant two to three times a week to offer help with everything from work permits to health screenings. I feel like we, you know, building the relationships with that we have built has been remarkable. And a lot of times, you know, you may meet with one person one day and then you'll see him bringing his friend to you the next time you're out at Tyson. 
Since March, she's been working to make sure each refugee gets the resources they're promised. That includes roughly $1,200 of welcome money from the federal government. But for Afghan refugees like Mirzai, those funds aren't transferring right away. Like Akbari, he moved to Sioux City from Omaha in February. He's asked us to use only his last name, out of fear of retaliation from the Taliban. He didn't receive his stipend for months. And when he was given it, he was told he had to drive to Omaha to retrieve it himself. He had to pay a taxi for the three hours it took to get there and back. Hagen says that shouldn't have happened. A check should have been mailed to him. But Mirzai didn't know any of this. He says in those first months, he had no one to turn to. It was so bad, you know, like I, I got so stressed, you know, I was depressed. I was depressed. Uh, Sometimes I was uh, thinking that I have to leave back to, you know, maybe go to Afghanistan. But everything's changed since he found help with the local resettlement agencies. With their help, he's furnished his apartment with a bed. He's applied for health insurance through Tyson. He's even bought a car. It takes time, you know, to start a life from the beginning. I can work, I can, I can do it, but it, it takes some time. He says every day his life is changing. Most days, it's for the better. In Sioux City, I'm Kendall Crawford, IPR News. Thanks for listening to Hear First from IPR News, which you can find wherever you subscribe to podcasts. I'm Clay Masters.